Hey, Peter. Hey, man. What do you know about chromatic enclosures? Well, you're about to hear it. I'm Adam Manis. And I'm Peter Martin. Oh. And you're listening to the You'll Hear It podcast with the theme right under us. Daily jazz advice come at you. Just keep playing. I'll, I'll do all the rest. Uh, we got a premium episode this month for our premium members. Shout out to all the premium members. We love y'all. And we're having a great time with you over in You'll Hear It Premium. Hope you're digging all the cool stuff, all the bonus content, uh, the archives. And you, that's a live fade. That's nicely you like that? done. That's, that's, that's well not a board executed. fade. That's a live fade. A well what's up? What's up, premium? Premium. Um, so what are we doing this month? This month, we're taking a speak pipe from Jack. Let's I'm check it out. I'm nervous, man. Why? Because it's like, this is a monthly thing, man. We got to deliver. We'll Let's de- do it. We'll deliver. Okay. Hi, Peter. Hi, Adam. Love your show. Great advice and great inspiration every day. I wonder if you could do a podcast on enclosures, all type of, of bebop enclosures. That'd be a great topic over and how you practice them okay thanks keep up the good work you guys are awesome all right jack that's a great question how do you practice bebop enclosures what is a bebop enclosure uh, can i demo please tell me if i'm right that was a couple of them huh that was a bebop enclosure <laughs> it seems pretty advanced really okay so just that's it that's a bebop <laughs> enclosure so jack a bebop- i was showing it in line you know <laughs> Uh, a bebop enclosure is this really cool little hiccup rhythm that uh, didn't start with bebop musicians, but they definitely did it a lot and they perfected it. And uh, it basically, uh, the easiest way to think about it is you have a target note. We'll say that C is our target note. And you can come at it from above and below by half steps, below or above. You can come at it from whole steps into half steps. Uh, just all different kinds of ways, just diatonically. Does it have to be above and below or below and above? No. Okay, so it can just be... Yeah, I think... I mean, enclosure kind of... Yeah. I, well, we're not dogmatic we're about not our enclosure. about anything no. like this. No, what yeah. about just this? It's enclosing itself. No, that doesn't That's count. not... That's okay, we're a little dogmatic. No. Okay, so... Uh, but I just want to make a note of something. When you first said the, the description, you guys can rewind back and to confirm this... You said a very important thing. You said it's a rhythmic device. It is a rhythmic device. Now, most people are going to say, no, 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 it's a melodic device. I mean, Why is it a rhythmic device? I think it's both, but it's yeah. a rhythmic device because if I play this line, great. But if I play it with a couple of enclosures, it changes the rhythm. It changes the shape of the line. Because, but that's because you're playing it well. See, and I think this is going to be this should be people's first takeaway when you do practice. You got to think about the rhythm. See, a lot of people aren't thinking; they're just thinking about the the melodic and maybe the harmonic implications of it, and they're missing what I think is the most exciting part of it, and that's the rhythmic vitality. And if they don't know, if if they don't, if you don't play those, you're going to really miss the sound and be like, "Wow, I'm playing the same notes they said." It's true. It gives you this rhythm. Uh, this rhythmic feel that's yeah. kind of like you're you're weaving, you know, you're displacing these accents. Give them a little a bunch of enclosures. Oh, that's the next level. So by doing these, you know. It's different than if he were just, you know. Yeah. 
going sort of in a linear fashion. You might hear in more modern stuff, although most modern, like even yeah. out stuff, uses enclosures and I, bebop language. Big yeah, time. I mean, I almost think that this is the biggest part uh, that bebop influenced or really just infested um, modern jazz vocabulary. I don't right. mean infestation in a bad way. No, I mean no, in no. a good way. Maybe if we even should, like if you think about like going down a major scale versus... Oh yeah, like that's you know that's where you really hear how it, how it disrupts the line, but you're ha- using it as an opportunity to both have an actual accent to give it that syncopation of the line. And look, there's a thousand ways to do that, but there's always that element of rhythmic juxtaposition combined with a change of direction mm. with the melody. Whether you're starting it or it's kind of in the is that do you still consider that enclosure when it's in the middle of a line? For sure. Yeah. Okay. For so, sure. Yeah. Yeah. And then it's always easier to hear. As opposed to, like that, has rhythm and 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 like a connotation of syncopation because it's like bok gank, but that has like kind of next level bet and do bet and get, but right. but you can't play them like no, you can, no. but it, it's all about that jab. That yeah, same thing with something like another common one would be like, right? That's the right. line, but putting right. that enclosure. So the first one, C, E flat, G, B flat, just to A there, this with enclosure, you get to there, you don't go right to the A, you enclose it from a whole step below, going up a step. That yep. little thing takes it from booba doo bee dop to yep. booba doo ba doo ba dit. Yep. And look, and check this out. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, if you don't play the, cr- the full chromaticism going up, that's a totally that's different sound. Totally cool, too. Because you're coming out boop. Yeah, going on the wait. As a, you're going on the upbeat, as opposed to the chromatic being on the upbeat, but, and right, coming right. in on the beat. Totally, yeah. And I think you know, as important as the enclosure is, as like a setup technique, whether you're starting the phrase or playing it in the middle, like we're doing there. What you play after it is so important. So as you practice it, Jack, and everybody, think about how you're going to kind of rhythmically resolve things afterwards. And I don't want to give you too many rules on this outside of saying, like, play stuff that sounds good. I know yeah, that's yeah. a little frustrating, but I think you'll find that just thinking about it. And what I mean by, like, if you play, you've already kind of completed the syncopation. So we go like, whoa, boo, doo. Up and we got an accent, and we're at the top of the phrase, right? And now we're on the downbeat. So you got bat, bang. Yeah. That's syncopation right there, because you got you've got tension and release within the rhythm. But if you go, you've actually got two upbeats after each other at the top of the phrase. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I gave a little stank face. I don't know if oh you were doing it too. So you, I mean, I don't want to say you have to resolve it, but you have to do something, either resolve it or not resolve it or, or complete it or not. I mean, it, it, there's so many different ways. That's what I'm saying. I'm like, it's not one way to do it, but you want to be kind of conscious of that because sometimes people like won't finish it 
or do something, resolve it, unresolve it, do something with it. They just kind of keep playing in a generic way. And they're like, wow, my enclosure didn't sound good. Yeah. It didn't sound like Charles Parker's. But, but you got to think about what's happening before and what's happening after. There's a cool, there's a cool sort of meta rhythm I learned from uh, Mr. Barry Harris at one of his master classes a long, long time ago. Mm. Uh, and I, I've in heard person? it in person. Wow. Yeah, I was the guinea pig on the piano. And I, I've heard it now, I've heard it in a couple of different ways, but this is the way that I remember him showing me. Mm-hmm. And see if you can hear the meta rhythm above mm-hmm. everything else. Ding, I'll do it again. Ding, yeah. ding. But to me, what's so brilliant about that little line, I'll do it slowly. Is it gets all of like the, the kind of major enclosures you might get, but it does it in a way that really emphasizes that you can use these for things like da, uh, 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 Right. That's right. how that's like level one of how you might use that bob and weave sort of rhythmic technique. And then your choices within that. I see. I screwed it up. It's, it's, it no, it's not. But here's the. Right. Yeah. So. And I really think once you know how to do these. Yeah, you're just kind of faking it, but it sounds great. And I think that you can also kind of next level for a lot of these is um, when you have sort of built into the top of the phrase or within the enclosure or whatever else structurally sets off those notes or, as you said, meta rhythms, which I've never actually heard that phrase, but I think I understand it. Um, you don't have to – like the accenting of the notes is – becomes less necessary because how it's phrased, like the enclosure almost gives it a melodic accent. That's exactly you know what right. I mean? The enclosure makes it pop by itself. Yeah. I can play it perfectly straight and I'll watch me play this perfectly straight. That's exactly it. Right? You like still you hear bump, bump, bump. Bump, exactly. Bump. That's actually kind of the, the trick to these things. And when they talk about, I mean, Charlie Parker was so fluid and like sounded like he was playing above and the time and floating above it. He was actually like very rhythmically precise. But the architecture, I think, of his lines was so interesting with enclosures as, as one of the big elements, of course, yeah. that the syncopation, he didn't need to uh, over enunciate or over accent the notes in a way that can be. A little bit corny. And I think sometimes people, when they learn his solos, yeah. they kind of overdo it a little bit. Yeah, that's great. So I have a, a couple of, of really great, already kind of prefabbed 251 lines that get into some of these enclosures uh, for you, Jack. And it will include that PDF here. Mm-hmm. So the lick itself is an enclosure. It's like a diatonic enclosure. It's like a diatonic enclosure, yeah. That's the lick. For... Well, you can kind of hip up the lick a little <laughs> That's it. So yeah. uh, I think that that covers it. We'll yeah. we'll include the PDF of some examples. I'll even include uh, Barry Harris's uh, cool little exercise of that meta rhythm. And uh, I think just in terms of you were asking about like how to practice and stuff, playing these exercises will definitely help in these ideas. But you also might want to just think about. Um, You know, any kind of arpeggio, and, and I would, you know, you can certainly do just like a minor arpeggio to start. But I would encourage you, as soon as you feel comfortable, more like a, a minor seven up to the dominant seven. And I kind of changed my mind if I was going to do chromatic or not. You can do either one. 
really the combinations will were interesting, but if you do diatonic That'll start to get your hands in the position. It's not going to be a great line to play, but it'll get your hand into the positions. Then that's um, chromatic. Is that clear, you think? That's clear. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. The stuff that's hip, though, I think it's... Uh, it's, it's based upon the concept of that, but it's, it's just adding in some more kind of melodic stuff in between, basically. That's right. And once you start to find... Find the ones that like fit well for you, you know. Yeah, and feel good. You'll start to. It's this really cool thing that happens where you just start playing and they start coming out. Uh, They just start kind of naturally coming out in your hand. And what's cool about it is every note doesn't have to be in the key. I mean, definitely not. There's chromaticism right. involved, so don't worry about it. I like that one. Call it cascading downward flurry. Yeah. <laughs> Two-handed. And then there's the opposite. Yeah. Well, Enclosures. You'll hear days. it. You'll hear it. You'll hear it. Premium. Premium. 